0: I don't think I truly appreciated this gospel story until I visited our sister parish in Malawi, Africa. Our sister parish is in Salima, which is very close to Lake Malawi, and we stayed while we were visiting them on the shores of Lake Malawi, which is a huge lake. And right next to where we were staying was a fishing village. And every morning, when I'd look out over the lake, you could see the fishermen coming back in after their night of fishing. Their boats were small dugout canoes, and uh, as I mentioned, the lake's pretty big. Like when they went out at night, like you couldn't see how far out they were. And they'd come in with these boats after fishing all night and it gave me a sense of maybe the precariousness of fishing in that context. And and it gave me a visual of uh, this gospel passage and Simon Peter and James and John out spending the night fishing on the lake. In the gospel, Jesus, after teaching the crowd, says to them, Put out into deep water and cast out your nets, even though they've already been out all night. So, Jesus is telling them to go to the deep water because that's where the fish are. But I think deep water works on many levels in this passage. Deep water is an allusion to baptism, the death, and rebirth in the waters of baptism. It evokes the image of creation and the spirit hovering over the deep in the very beginning. Deep water is a metaphor for mystery, for the unknown, for something that can feel risky. I remember as a child learning to swim and being afraid of the deep end of the pool and not wanting to go to the deep end of the pool because if I, it seemed so deep to me when I was little. Like, if I went down there, like I, I wouldn't come back up. Being scared of that. And I have this vivid memory of being a child And visiting a lake with my family and going swimming in the lake and playing and then realizing that I'd reached this point where I had swam out to the point where I couldn't see the bottom of the lake anymore. I'd kind of crossed over into the deep, into uncertainty, not knowing what was beneath me. Deep water takes us to the edge of our fears. It is a place where we wrestle with our demons. But it is also a place where we push past limitations and discover our own potential. What is the deep water in your life right now? This passage of Jesus calling Peter is a classic biblical calling story. It has the elements of a calling story that we see repeated in various parts of Scripture. God calls someone into ministry. And that call is a way in which God reveals God's self to that person in a new way. The person called turns away from God out of fear or out of a sense of unworthiness. When Peter sees that Jesus is effectively controlling nature in the deep waters, it is a new revelation. And his response to Jesus having called him into the waters and revealing himself in a new way is for Peter to say, go away from me, for I am a sinful man. I am not worthy. But in calling stories, God persists, and the person follows eventually God's call. Our sense of unworthiness is often the biggest obstacle to following God's call. But in the Bible, God always calls people despite their imperfections, or maybe because of them. Ask yourself if you truly, truly believe that God is capable of working through you. Do you believe that? If not, then look at Peter. Based on the biblical narrative, the stories we have about Peter, nobody voted Peter most likely to succeed in high school. And yet, he is the rock upon which Jesus built the church. Personally, I really identify with the story of the calling of Peter because it so closely mirrors my own experience of my call to the priesthood. Except that what took Peter a few verses of scripture took me a few years. During my final year of college, I started sort of wrestling with a sense of call to the priesthood. And after graduation, I moved from Portland, Oregon, where I'd gone to college, back to Salt Lake City, where I grew up to enter the ordination process at the cathedral in Salt Lake. And as I began to explore this, suddenly I was terrified. About becoming a priest, about following God's call. And I literally moved back to Portland, Oregon, trying to run away from it. Moved back, maybe God won't find my new address, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid of losing my life. I was afraid that if I followed God's call, I would stop being me. And the big one for so many of us, I wouldn't be in control anymore. If I followed God, I wouldn't be in control. And in the culture we grow up in that preaches self-determination and self-fulfillment, take up your cross and follow me, is not really a, an appealing invitation. But God's call would not go away, no matter how hard I tried to escape it. So after a couple of years, I finally surrendered and moved back to Utah and reentered the process. And what I found when I surrendered was that in that, that surrendering gave way to desire and to passion to follow God's call in my life. And that is the paradox of our faith. The more we surrender ourselves to God, the freer We become. A mentor of mine, often referring to this passage today, says that God does not call us uh, out of ourselves, does not call us to not be ourselves. God calls us more deeply into who and what, who we are and what we love. God calls us into our true self, God calls us to live into what we love. And he points out that Jesus doesn't tell Peter to stop being a fisherman. Jesus says to Peter, from now on you will be catching people. Jesus is saying to him, you love to fish? I'll show you fishing. (laughs) Now you are really going to fish. But there is a catch, pun intended. The word Jesus uses for catching is a word used elsewhere in the Bible that means to rescue from death, not the word for capture, to rescue from death. Jesus is literally saying to Simon Peter, From now on, you will rescue people from death. Peter, James, and John left their boats, their nets, and a record-breaking catch of fish on the shore and followed Jesus into deeper waters than they could ever have imagined. I read a story the other day of uh, a man was recounting an experience he had when he was young trying to teach his sister how to swim. And they were at a pool, and he was trying to get his sister to jump off the pool, edge of the pool, into the water. I kind of remember being that kid, being, come on, jump, you can do it. Or maybe you've had that experience with a sibling, or your own child or grandchild trying to get them to jump off that edge into the water. And the girl was so scared she wouldn't jump. The guy said there was an elderly woman who was swimming laps near them. And after every lap, she'd kind of stop and watch them for a while. And the man was getting nowhere, getting his younger sister to jump into the water. And he was getting increasingly frustrated. And finally, the elderly woman stopped swimming her laps and kind of swam over to them while he's trying to get his sister to jump in. And the sister says, I can't, I'm afraid, I'm so afraid. And he said, the elderly woman held up her fist in defiance and said, so be afraid and then jump in anyway. Anyway. Jesus is calling you to follow him into deep water into who you are truly called to be. Does that frighten you? It frighten me. It still does, sometimes. Remember the story of Jesus calling Peter and then jump in anyway.